Casey Corner episode 78. 78. I definitely don't know any 78s. We're running out of numbers. No, no hockey players or football players in mind. Yeah, right probably some offensive lineman. Yeah, some yep. rando. Maybe Jeff Saturday or something like that. <laughs> exactly. But 78, man, that's a that's a good number. Yeah, 78 weeks of doing this. Only wow. only taking a couple off too. That's We're hard good. workers here. We are. We are. We are. We are. This 15 minute episode every week. <laughs> you know. And summer's winding down now. Kids are going back to school. Teachers going back to school. Exactly. Kids are back. Uh, you know, when I grew up, it was the Labor Day weekend. You always mm-hmm. had summer till Labor Day. Then it was all like, oh, man, we got to go back to school. But now, uh, no. And, uh, hey, what about our weekend, too? You know, our big uh, back mm-hmm. to school oh, bash. Yeah. Yep. The, it worked. The water slide keeps getting taller and exactly. taller. Exactly. Pretty soon it's going to be four stories high. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? and so, <laughs> but I thought it was a great event. Really proud of King's Chapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love the fact that our... our Ministry coordinator Amy Millette did such a great job getting everything ready. So it was it was fantastic. Great pizza, great people around. Yeah, it was a great Sunday. That Jet Pizza, shout out to them. You know, yeah. it was the first time we used them, and it was mm-hmm. tasty. Everybody loved it, and uh, we sent out, as you know, eight thousand uh, cards to our neighbors, and we did definitely get some na- uh, visitors during mm-hmm. worship, which was wonderful to see. And we hope that that will bear fruit for weeks to come. That other people come and kick the tires at King's Chapel. Absolutely. Right. So when's our next water slide event? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I don't think we'll necessarily do a water slide. <laughs> our next big event is going to be our fall festival. Uh, okay. You know, Halloween or the Reformation Day falls right on a Sunday. So we've already circled that date saying, let's do something in the community that date as well. So I don't know if October 31st is the best time for a water slide. <laughs> you know, it might be a little bit something different. But yeah, looking forward to that for sure. That sounds good. We can go into what you were talking about uh, this past Sunday. Well, I want to start off with what I meant to say is I didn't mention this in the sermon, but I uh, want to give a shout out to my son-in-law, Todd Fleming, because it was Saturday night and I was putting together the sermon and it was all, it was pretty much done, but I didn't have a great opening illustration. So I sent a family text out saying, Hey, who can tell me a story about, you know, a young person who, uh, rises to a leadership position and, uh, kind of, you know, that I could use as an opening illustration in my sermon. And I got some of the goofiest answers. I mean, my family came back with a lot of nothing. But Todd Fleming kept giving me, uh, you know, suggestion after suggestion, even like biblically, like, hey, but how about David and Goliath? Or <laughs> or how about Josiah? I mean, he was pulling out biblical references, which mm-hmm. I just loved. But then he came up with this Robert Gould Shaw, you know, uh, and um, I, I uh, wound up Googling up him and, and, and reading uh, information about him and this 25-year-old who would take the command of an all-black regiment uh, in the Civil War and the pressure that was on him to succeed. And if he didn't succeed, the, the whole mindset was, can these guys do it or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Katie mentioned to me uh, what I hope to have said is that... Uh, um, that, you know, I wasn't necessarily clear, like he died at the end, was he successfully died in battle? And he really was. I mean, they they were seen as heroes and he was seen as a hero. So mm-hmm. first a shout out to that. And then, and then again, uh, the specific message on Sunday was, hey, Paul is talking to Timothy, his true son in the faith, telling him, you know, command and preach the gospel. And by the way, set the example. And I love that as young people, set the example in word and deed. And, uh, Make sure that uh, uh, the church can see. You know, they can't look down on you or you're young if they see and admire you for how you live your life. And I think of King's Chapel, we got a lot of young people like you, Brooks, and a lot of incredible young people. And I, I really hope and pray more and more that 
you all just feel like this is our church and this is what a great opportunity we have and you continue to set the example which i really think that you do and we we all have a gift i mean uh, timothy was uh, exhorted by paul to saying hey you got this cool preaching gift and you got this leadership gift and, and you know it was prophesied about you and use it develop it you know um maximize it and i i hope and pray at a place like king's chapel that everybody figures out what's your gift it's casey corner i'm gonna do casey corner i'm gonna help with a with the uh, AV stuff every Sunday like you do. <laughs> hey, I want to jump in. I'm going to help lead a KC uh, group. Uh, you know, I'm going to serve. I'm going to set up. I'm going to do the nursery. I'm going to help with worship. I mean, there's so many ways. And so if you're listening out there and you are a part of uh, our church, blessings to you. I'm so glad you are. Um, and if you're a part of another church, just know that God has gifted you to be a blessing to that church and to the community and maximize your gift. And, you know, some some of the gifts are, are more um appreciated or more applauded than others i mean some are a little bit clearer to see if you have upfront gifts um but man i i know as a pastor if we didn't have those servants those people that set up every week those people who just you know without even being asked just see things and move toward them and do them i'm so grateful for them so everybody's got a gift and really what i hope to have said is this is for all of us. Everyone can see their band members are awesome <clears throat> and play great music, but they don't see us unmuting them and muting them backstage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, I mean, I know when I was starting the KC group, I wasn't super confident in my abilities to lead one of those, but I couldn't imagine what Timothy was thinking, uh, leading a church and going into that role at a young age. Especially a place like Ephesus. I mean, again, it was a, it was a pretty major Roman colony at the time in, in that area. And uh and not only that, but there were a lot of uh, forces against them. You know, there were some false teachers. You know, there's just a lot of uh, a bad theology within the church, without the church. And so it was an uphill climb. And uh, he had to do it with word and deed. So, yeah, that was, that was a tall challenge. But, you know, God is the one. It's not about Timothy. It's ultimately about his faithfulness. I love, think about the Apostle Paul. He said, in my weakness, I will boast. It's not his strength that he boasts in. It was his weakness because... He realized that how much he needed the grace of God, how much he needed the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, and that oftentimes we say, hey, I'm not good enough, strong enough, uh, able enough, uh, but we should never forget God is always able. We just got to be available and willing to be used and watch him work and in a huge way. I'm sure there's all sorts of crap talking about his age, too, that he had to overcome and <laughs> <It's true. laughs> have faithfulness in God in that. Yeah, it's true. You know, and it's interesting. They say they say that the Apostle Paul was uh, very small in stature, not a very good-looking guy. So I think wow, he just throwing those time. jabs in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they're probably picking on him, and they said he's the least, the Apostle. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, Brooks, because I wish it was not true of Christians, but it's true of everybody, Christian and non-Christian alike. If somebody's on a pedestal, usually they get a lot of rocks thrown at them. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, uh, I think it's other people's insecurity or jealousy or whatever. But, you know, I, I remember different leaders, uh, Christian leaders around the town and just hearing people disparage them. And I think a lot of that comes out of jealousy. And that's uh, uh, too bad. Mm -hmm. Bunch yeah. of haters out there. Yeah, there's a bunch of haters <laughs> out there. Yeah, for So sure. going into this next Sunday and what you hope to say as we well, continue through Well, I hope to say... It's, it's, uh, we've kind of gotten through the theological meat of this and now it's going to be a lot of the outworking and how do we, how do we relate to one another? Uh, the challenge started off with Timothy. Hey, set the example, make sure you're preaching. And then this upcoming week is going to really deal with 
how Timothy and how the church should deal with different ages and stages of life. Specifically, it's going to focus in on some of the older folks and the widows, uh, and so how, how to treat us, them, um, how to honor them, how to exhort them. So it's going to be a real nuts and bolts sermon, Brooks. I mean, honestly, I looked at the text again yesterday. Like, ooh, man, there's a there, this. If I just read this, I think everybody's going to uh, fall asleep. But it's going to be. But it's important because we need to be the body of Christ that flourishes. How, how do we honor? Uh, our old people? How do we exhort our young people? How, how do we become the church that God wants us to be? So, yeah, I got a lot of work to do before Sunday, but, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that it'll be something that we can really put our arms around at King's Chapel and say, hey, let's let's be biblical in the way we treat one another. Young people got all the love last Sunday, so yeah. now we got to disperse against uh, exactly. all ages this Sunday. Exactly. And have a picture of, of Robbie and Sandy and Grandma and Grandpa up there. So how do we Gray hair, them? brown hair, no hair, all of it. How do we make everyone happy up no, there? Exactly. It's so true. Speaking of hair, your grandpa's got the best hair I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. He'll let me. you know, too. He's he loves it. He loves it. It is beautiful. So we're going back to Reason for God, chapter 8. Reason for God. Uh Oh, you're looking for your notes. I just dumped that on you. I'll filibuster for you. That's good. Yeah, which uh, I thought was a great chapter. I mean, again, I know, hey, folks, uh, for those of you who are tracking with us, God bless you. And for those of you who remember that we've done a Reason of God, it's been two or three weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, that's all right. We took, a, we took a little summer break. Uh, we took a little summer break. I thought this was a great chapter. And I mm-hmm. think it's a great lead into next week's as well. But it was uh, Fingerprints of God. Is that what, what was it? Clues of God. Clues of the, yeah, the clues of God. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, it was interesting for me because as by God's grace, someone who has fully embraced the reality of God and the, and the importance of God, you know, I'm not looking for clues, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is so good to help us with the dialogue with those who do not believe. And I think Keller does a fantastic mm-hmm. job. And I love where he started off with, again, saying, hey, you can't find any meaning of life without God. If you take God out of the equation, if there's no clues of God, if there's, there's just no meaning, if mm-hmm. you're just trying to figure it out on your own, Gosh, what a terrible way to live. And so, the, the chapter reminded me of just throwing jabs at Stephen Hawking where it's like <laughs> yeah. music, like it's not, it's nothing. It's just your atoms like what they hear and it's because yeah. of you, uh, you know, evolving and everything like yeah. that. It's not just out of love or anything. So it was, yeah, it was, it was very funny in that way. It, when it was interesting how they would say how religion and faith evolved, mm-hmm. that, that those who had faith had more peace. <laughs> And because they had more peace and they were more prosperous, and because of that, they evolved. Mm-hmm. And so it became... It's like a survival bias. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, isn't that interesting how they got there? But even from like the Big Bang, I mean, um, I, I think we've mentioned before, um, even on Casey Corner, that I, I grew up in there. The Big Bang Theory was emerging. And mm-hmm. uh, before that, they would say that the universe always has been. It was eternal. That way, they try to push God out of the equation by mm-hmm. saying the universe, all that was, it is, and ever will be. Therefore, there's no room for God. But no good scientist now will not say, hey, the universe started. I mean, it started. It, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it is moving. And uh, wow, that that points to the fact that something had to start it. Something had to start it from outside the universe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, something... It, uh, some kind of force that was uh, not a part of that bang mm-hmm. ignited it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so even it seems like some of the critics will say, okay, well, there's there's a God fingerprint, but you can't prove it's the God of the Bible. And I'd say, you're right. 
But uh, I, I love the fact that the God, the Bible says in the beginning, God spoke. And I imagine that would be a pretty darn yes, good very bang, loud bang. You know, and uh, <laughs> then however he chose to do it. So even that, with just even how they talked about like the chance of life, of all the conditions that had to come into place for mm-hmm. for life to flourish. Um, and all of like, yeah, I think they use the example of if you were dealt four aces uh, over and over and over again in a mm-hmm. poker game. I and mean, yeah, it could happen. Mm-hmm. But all the things lining up for us to be able to to have life. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, I, I always say that someone who doesn't believe in God has to have a lot of faith as well. They got to have a lot of faith that all the atoms lined up. I mean, mm-hmm. we are lucky mud that came out of the slime. I mean, so just, just that, even that of, you know, the chance of life without another fingerprint of God. So and believing in that, just like you're saying, gives no meaning. It's just all chance. And we're lucky in this one in three trillion billion chance that we have life on this planet. Um, but none of it means anything. You know, that's not what we believe at all. It's so true. You know, I, I know that, you know, uh, Brooks, that last week I was able to go spend some time with my dad and it was, it was fantastic. We, we kind of went down memory lane and, and we spent a lot of time just talking about our story and one of the things I remember saying to him is uh, one of the things I love most about Christianity and the Bible is that it gives me a wonderful, it gives me that bigger narrative. It gives mm-hmm. me a story that helps me make sense of life. You know, that why is there a hurricane, why is there an earthquake in Haiti? I don't know for sure, but I know that this world is broken. Mm-hmm. E- even even nature, it says, is under a curse. You know, why why are there wars and rumors of wars and, and what's happening in Afghanistan? And, and why is there such a struggle inside of me? of wanting to do right, but still being so tempted with wrong. Um, and I and I love the reality because the Bible tells me uh, a, a story that makes sense of it all. I mean, not perfect sense. I mean, it's it's uh, still a lot of confusion, but I love that narrative. There, there's just a, there's a, uh, a confidence. There's a, uh, um, what's the word, comfort of knowing that uh, I don't have to figure it all out, that, that, uh, um, I just got to love and embrace the one who has it all figured out. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and that's, that's, uh, that's, that's such a great thing. And even some of the things that he talked about, like the, uh, the laws of nature are, are a fingerprint of God and how come they're not evolving? How come you can boil water tomorrow the same way that mm-hmm. you did today and, and stuff like that. And to be honest with you, let me just make sure everybody knows it's listening. Hey, this was a heady chapter, right? You know, and I felt like this. They were talking about things that I was peeking into, like you know, some of the scientific stuff. Is I don't wrestle with that, uh, and I don't have the gray matter for that. And even as he talked about beauty, uh, you know, I, when I when I read this, I had to go and turn on Beethoven because I think that Beethoven was a reference of how in the world could he string that together uh, and how that pointed to something bigger and more beautiful and i had to listen to it as well which is which is great so absolutely and and god being so great i mean he has the power to create the earth he has the power to do what we want people that don't believe probably don't believe obviously how great he is and that he had the power to create the earth but you know we believe in all powerful god well you know a power to create a power to sustain mm-hmm. i mean how do you sustain it for all these years uh, and a power to redeem and I think if he had the power to create and sustain, he also is the owner. You know, mm-hmm. he's the proprietor. He is the one. And does shouldn't he get all glory? And he did it for a reason. If there is a designer, 
he has a design for it. Even in the design, it's not random. Mm-hmm. And it's for the glory of our great God and the good of our neighbor. It's yep. really good stuff. And this planet is filled with seven billion sinners. So things are <laughs> things are definitely going to go wrong and there's going to be suffering. Exactly. <laughs> and our prayer is, Brooks, that there'll be more redeemed sinners. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll never stop being sinners until we see Jesus face to face. But man to be redeemed sinners there's nothing like it absolutely so we'll have chapter nine next week yeah and he you know he did a good job leading up into chapter nine he, mm-hmm. he said hey this is about the knowledge of god and you know i i uh, i wanted to jump back into it uh, even as i closed up eight so uh so hey grab your book dust it off y'all uh let's go back into chapter nine some good stuff we got kc updates to wrap it up i know we were talking about the their summer back to school bash in the beginning we have uh in this friday we're gonna have our first supper club and there so we go. we're, we're gonna have the north of 40 um so uh all those blessed folks that are uh a little bit older than you and uh <laughs> We're going to get together at the Myers house this this Friday. Really looking forward to that. And then we have, as you know, uh, the 30 and below um, coming up on the 26th, yep. Thursday the 26th, which I think will be fantastic. A big thing coming up as well is now we start looking at the fall is going to be our relaunching of our KC groups uh, mm-hmm. in the fall. Um, I mentioned, by the way, we're going to have another outreach uh, with our fall festival, but is our, our KC family connection, which is... Our, our membership kind of get to know us better class. And I love it because there's definitely some folks who've been coming every week for the last month or so and uh, love that, that are jumping into the class and, and some others who haven't had a chance to go through it yet. So it's a great opportunity. Katie and I will host that. I think it's September 10th. I think it's Friday, September 10th, which is coming up. So, uh, and by the way, we have the band back this week. Uh, nice, the full, full band. band. The full band and hopefully everything will be working in the back for y'all so yeah hopefully thanks for all y'all do it's incredible (laughs) we gave you guys the summer off with kc groups and everything but now we're back yeah we got to get back back. we got to get everyone back together you know and it's just important for us to get back together it really is because that's that's how we grow together and that's how we connect together so really looking forward to it i got some texts this week asking when kc groups nice startups nice nice september yeah september you know and maybe you guys i I would uh, i know you got some things going on at the end of the month but Get the group back together, you know, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe launch with a little something social. Oh, we cool. will. We will for so, sure. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. That's all I got. All right, that's all I got too. Blessing to everybody. See you guys Sunday. <laughs>